you're listening to the Exit Pro Podcast, where we talk about tools, techniques, uh, methods, concepts, strategies, and the people that you need on your team to get you to a place where you can exit your company and retire on your own terms. Uh, and we, we say that that would be a retirement where you're retiring when you want, with the money you want, so that you can do what you want. I'm Frank Warren, racer, Keurig coffee junkie, and bow tie wearing exit planning ninja. Uh, most of the time in these podcasts, we're going to be talking about um, strategies and techniques and tools and the types of advisors that you need with a view towards you leaving your company on your feet, not on your shield. But what happens if it's the reverse? What happens if you do leave on your shield and not on your feet? And by that I mean what happens if you uh, die suddenly? If you're disabled to the point that you cannot come back into work? If you're too sick? Uh, maybe because of COVID-19, you're out for an extended period of time and, you know, maybe forever. Um, that is one of the primary things that kills a lot of small businesses. Uh, if you become disabled or you die and you are the principal and the owner of a company, in many cases, if not most, uh, the value of your company is going to plummet by two-thirds. And that's generous. It could be even more. Uh, And then you're going to have people who are a little on the skittish side. Those people are going to be be, uh, 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 on a list that includes uh, maybe members of your management team, um, your um, employees and other associates, uh, vendors, bankers, um, all those people have terms and, and, uh, and agreements with you that uh, they may not be quite so willing to, uh, to keep in place long term if there's a chance that the cash flow of the company is going to be impaired for a long period of time and maybe a period of time that is so long that the company cannot be sustained. So what do you do? Um, I've, I've got an article on uh, LinkedIn, and um, uh, I will uh, link you to this, um, where uh, you see the, uh, the podcast itself. It is um, an article on how to keep your rats on the ship, you know, because rats uh, are very sensitive on ships. If they sense that there's danger, they will jump the ship. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of like that uh, they see it coming. Well, you're going to have to incent the rats, give them a reason to stay on the ship. And one of the best ways to do that is with what is referred to as a stay bonus plan. In a stay bonus plan, um, there are uh, installments. A lot of times the bonus is equal to um, uh, a year or more of uh, annual earnings. And uh, it's paid out at uh, points where... Uh, and the calendar um, where the the employee has stayed with the company after a disabling event or a death of you, the business owner. Uh, 
when you sell a business normally and you go into uh, the retirement that you want, um, most of the time in order to keep the value of your company uh, higher and to get a higher price for your company, uh, you will want to consider using a stay bonus plan so that those people stay with the company and they don't, they don't jump the ship uh, when you have uh, retired. But what happens if you, if you retire early, so to speak, because you have died or you've become incapacitated? Some kind of a monetary incentive like that, uh, a significant one, is going to keep them on board. And um, your exit planning team, uh, an exit planning advisor, uh, 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 you know, maybe uh, uh, in conjunction, collaboration with uh, your other advisors, uh, can help you to craft and fund a plan of attack that will keep as many of those key people on board as possible in the event that you sold the company, hopefully, if you uh, exit that way, or, um, uh, or keep them on board in the event that you have died or become disabled to the point of, uh, of incapacity. Now, <coughs> concurrently, if you are not able to run your company for an extended period of time, what's likely to occur, and I rarely have seen this not, not to be the case, um, is that Monday morning rolls around. You like, let's say you go home for the weekend and you tell everybody I'll see you on Monday, but you don't see them on Monday because you're not in the office anymore. When I ask uh, clients and potential clients uh, what happens in the, in the event that situation occurs, most everybody says, well, everything's in, uh, it won't be a problem because these people know this and these people know this and this person knows this and they can instantly uh, you know, plug and play and things will go along just as they always have. And I, it's hard to, to illustrate, but to, to people who are so confident, you almost feel badly about saying that's not what's going to happen. But you ask the Captain Obvious questions, what do you have in place that will give your banker, your vendors, your customers, anybody else that could be important to the uh, existence and the, continuing, uh, the, the continuance of the business, comfort that these people that you say will have the authority to do so have that authority. It's not just as simple as it's going to happen because you want it. There are things that you have to actually structure in place in advance. And then also it's important to ask yourself the question, if a, if a crisis like that occurs, um, is everybody informed of what their jobs are in a situation like that? I mean, really informed, not hope that they're going to be able to put it together, but are they really informed uh, and trained and prepared for the contingency of you not being in the office for a long period of time, maybe forever. If you can't answer in an affirmative manner that that is the case, and you can't specifically show me or anybody else who might want to ask um, what those things are, and we can't and if we uh, ask the individuals that you think are going to be able to do this, do you know what to do if X occurs? And do you, um, what relationships do you have with the people that your boss has? 
if they if they can't give us a good cogent clear answer then your business is on the skids um, I'll tell you an interesting uh, an interesting story um, when back in the 1970s um, well it was March 24th 1975 I was a freshman in college at um, Oral Roberts University. Um, my goal in life at the time was to become a um, broadcast journalist. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but my hero at the time was Al, was, um, I was about to say Al Capone, was um, uh, Geraldo Rivera. And this was prior to Al Capone's vault, but he had a, he had a show on and, and um, called Goodnight America, and I just thought he was the brightest guy in, in the world, and I wanted to be Geraldo Rivera. Well, one week to the day after my 19th birthday, this is the 25th of March, 1975, uh, my father was in my granddad's apartment. He'd just moved my grandfather into a retirement uh, community not too far away from uh, his home on the other side of the state, and um, Daddy had a massive heart attack and died. Just died. Nobody knew that he had heart disease. He'd had a um, a stress test EKG just two months earlier, and uh, and then two months later, after that uh, after that um, uh, stress test, he's not there anymore. Now the good news was, uh, and two two pieces. One was um, my uncle, who was actually the head of the business, uh, was still in place and had full authority to do everything that my dad did and, and his job also. And then they had um, uh, key insurance on my father to um, uh, help get over the hump and to hire somebody else to do what my dad was, uh, was doing for the company. But what, had ha what would have happened if uh, my uncle had um, had not been there. I mean, the company would have um, the company would have been in big trouble. It would have been in big trouble because there wouldn't have been people authorized to um, make the necessary decisions for the company to to make it happen. Now, uh, you know, perhaps um, uh, you know, perhaps the uh, uh, the board, which is primarily comprised of uh, aunts and uh, my uh, my mom and my grandmother and uh, uh, you know they might have been able to put things together and and come up with a uh, a solution of somebody who could you know take over in a pinch but that's an awful risky thing to that's a it's not a good decision to make after uh, after the event has occurred it's sort of like buying a fire insurance policy after your house is burned uh, is uh, is burning so um Laying out as part of your plan uh, for exiting your company a contingency or a, a, a plan of attack as to who is going to run things when you're not there anymore, that does two really, really, really important things. One is uh, it assures um, whoever's buying your company that things are in place where you don't have to be there. The second is uh, it gives everyone comfort that that things will carry on if you're not there if an unexpected disaster happens like your death or your disability um, 
and that's all really part of a uh, uh, points to a a, a mindset and a, and a conceptual framework in structuring your business in the first place that I think is r really important. Um, if you go onto LinkedIn, you'll also see uh, an article that um, uh, that I wrote about um, uh, uh, making yourself scarce for fun and profit. Um, you want to structure your company so that um, you don't have to be there. I think the objective is to make sure that your company eventually becomes a self-managing company. Dan Sullivan at the Strategic Coach in Toronto, and um, if you're not familiar with Strategic Coach, I strongly encourage you to uh, head over to uh, www.strategiccoach.com. Uh, it's a great program for entrepreneurs. And Dan talks about the importance of developing a company that can run itself. <coughs> he calls it the self-managing company. Uh, I use a similar term, the self-managing enterprise. And that should be your objective, to develop your company in such a way that um, if you're not there for 30 days, the company is still profitable, it's still operating, it's still serving clients, and it's still growing. And a, a company like that means that you've delegated everything but your genius. And the people to whom you've delegated, though you've delegated items that are things that you don't like to do that are right within their wheelhouse and they're excited as I'll get out to do those things. You develop a self-managing company, a self-managing enterprise like that, and then you don't really have to worry about um, about what happens if you die or you become incapacitated. You're going to be able to take more time off, and, uh, and we're going to talk about this um, in uh, greater detail in a future uh, a future podcast episode, but, um, but you will have the freedom to take more time and, and not be stressed out over things. And it's almost like sometimes we as entrepreneurs feel like our burden in life is to suffer. You know? And so if we're not staying up all night for no particular reason, but just because we think we're supposed to, um, and uh, we, we think that the only way that it can be done right is if we do it, uh, we are really setting our companies up for disasters. Because if it's a situation where your company can't run without you and you aren't there, then your company's not going to run. And is that really what you want? I don't think that it is at all. So um, develop, those, um, develop those skills and talents and tools and techniques and gifts and graces in your people so that um, uh, you're not riding herd over everything that they do. You tell them what it is that you um, want them to do, give them some basic instructions and training, and then, and then uh, give them the, the, uh, uh, the salute to their self-worth and talent uh, of uh, letting them do the job and you, stay, and you get out of the way. <coughs> because if you don't do that, they're gonna be looking over their shoulders all the time. And you don't want them looking over the sh your, their shoulders all the time. You want them concentrating on uh, uh, on, on the job at hand. Um, uh, so um, it, it's sort of like uh, when I'm racing, and I haven't gotten a chance to race in a lot of years. I'm planning on 
getting back into motorsports next year myself. And um, but one of the things that I just love to do is to um, uh, you know be uh, you know, be attacking the track at speed and and uh, you know just to be concentrating on uh, trying to create as beautiful a lap as I possibly can and. Um, and uh, and be as consistent as I possibly can. When I do that, um, uh, if if I'm uh, uh, in a in a racing package where some, where I've got a radio, I a lot of times will tell um, whoever's in the in uh, in our pits uh, when it's my turn to drive, don't talk to me. <laughs> you know, I, I just let me do my job. You know, and then tell me to come in. Um, and, and that's the way it ought to be with your people. Uh, uh, hire slowly, fire quickly, develop the right kind of talent, and let them develop uh, and, and do the job that, uh, that you've asked them to do. And then as you develop that talent, that's when you're also going to start making sure that, that you've empowered and authorized the right, the, the right people and made sure that the team each team member knows uh, who they're working with uh, and uh, who's, you know, who's calling the signals in the event that you are not there anymore or you're not there for a long period of time. And hopefully, again, if it's a great self-managing company, you've done a great job of, of, uh, of, of getting things put together, you, you're going to be taking time, extended amounts of time away from the company because um, you're doing things that you want to do. And it's a great way to even prepare for retirement. Uh, and that kind of company, when if you particularly decide to sell it to a third party, um, is going to be more valuable. And you're less likely to have to have a contract, and your contract, your contract for your sale, you're less likely to have a uh, an obligation that you have to stick around for a number of years. Uh, and get part of um, the proceeds in installments uh, until a particular term of time has uh, has passed. <coughs> um, so think about that. Uh, think about developing that self-managing enterprise, um, empowering people to do great things for you, creating a, 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 an environment and a culture where you don't have to be there and you can concentrate on, uh, on, on the things that you do better than anybody else and the things that don't require you to, uh, to be there to make happen. Now, obviously, there's going to be some situations where there are some exceptions to that. Um, if you're a dentist, you're not going to necessarily take 30 days away from your practice unless you've got another dentist there to... Uh, uh, to do uh, that level of work. You're not going to turn it over to your dental assistants or your, and your uh, office manager. Um, now, that's also going to have a critical play as you've developed a self-managing enterprise. It's also going to be, it's also going to mean that um, your stay bonus plan is more likely to do the thing that you want it to do because everybody's confident. They say, yeah, not only am I getting this money to stick around, and it's being, uh, uh, and we appreciate that recognition, but we know that uh, uh, Bob doesn't have to be uh, be here for us to to make things happen and for it to for the company to profit and for us to be able to to uh, to serve clients, with customers, 
so um, so think about that uh, what can you do to make your company a self-managing enterprise what kinds of things can you do to uh, incentivize your people to stay in the event of a death a disability or a transition to another owner and uh, you do that and uh, you have one of the most important elements to a successful business exit taken care of so hey thanks for uh, hanging with us I'm Frank Warren and uh, our company Seabrook Wessex uh, is a South Carolina based um, exit planning and uh, uh, business consulting firm uh, our, our big focus is exit planning and um, related to that is the development of self-managing enterprises as I've mentioned on this podcast episode so people have a great weekend and keep having fun on the road to world domination.